Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. I'm Bill Knight, and yes, it is another day. The day after election, I guess a lot of things went on. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to note that even one of the machines I was on, they're going, yeah, the machine's uh, flipping uh, yes and no votes. Was that uh, in your district? Was that in your area, Bill? Yes, the last time the vote, the last two times in the vote, Luzerne County, which is the big Republican county, had machines that were flipping Republicans to Democrats and not counting votes. Yeah, it's it's really weird how that happens, you know, these computer glitches. They said uh, uh, on on the story that I have that in Lehigh Valley, they were reporting that votes were being flipped by the machine. Now, I don't know how it does that. It, it's just, it's, Lehigh Valley News has reported several voting machines in multiple districts ac- across Northampton County, that's in Pennsylvania, are mm. down due to votes getting flipped and not recording properly. You know, well, go ahead, Bill. Well, I was going to say the geography is you've got Scranton, that's, you know, right. as you're going out. You know, as you had to go out of the state and go towards New York, mm-hmm. and that's that's liberal area. That's where Biden's from. Oh, yeah, yeah the Scranton kid. Yeah. yeah, you got yeah. the Biden Expressway. Yes. Then you come over to Luzerne County. Luzerne is predominantly Republican. Mm-hmm. Now we had that problem. We've had it before, but now if you get on uh, the turnpike and go down south, right, you go through a big tunnel, and you're in Lehigh Valley. Yeah. Lehigh Valley has Allentown and all of that. Sure. I I think I-78 goes through Lehigh Valley. A lot of people go on I-78 to go from Pennsylvania up through into New Jersey and into New York. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's where, for example, a a, a landmark that I've always found interesting was the big, shiny brewery. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) You know, the brewery in Lehigh Valley. But, uh, um, no, I know exactly. Bill, did you vote? You voted yesterday, right? Absolutely. I was there. They all, well, I know a lot of the people there. And so, yeah, I walked in. Oh, hey, how are you, mister? Uh, you know, and uh, Mr. Knight. And, well, let, let me. Uh, fine. Let me tell you the process I went through to vote, to cast my vote. Now, President Trump wants a paper ballot for voting with mm-hmm. a, uh, what do they call it? Uh, a seal on it, some kind of a watermark on the actual uh, ballot, so it, it, you know it can't be duplicated, or the counterfeit ballots won't be out there. So that's what he wants. The old-fashioned, you write it down on a piece of paper, drop it in a box. That's how you vote. I'll tell you what I did yesterday in my district. Uh, I went into a room. It looks like a, in a community center, like like a classroom, you know, in a in a school. You walk in, you register your name. Now, I didn't have to show any ID. Now, they want to also make it uh, uh, a law that uh, you have an ID. This is what the the Trump people want. You have to show that you are uh, permitted to vote in that district, that you're a U.S. citizen. So, didn't have to show an ID. I could have been from anywhere. I gave my name. They wrote it down on a piece of paper that I was voting and I gave them my street address. They said, oh, yeah, it's a street. And our, you, know, you go, go over to the, one of the machines. So I go over to the machine. It's a, it's like a, a, it's a computer screen. And it had several pages of questions and candidates. You select it by touching 
the different names. That's what I did. After that was done, at the very end, you review what you selected, and then you hit print. And when it prints, you you know you would think, well, that's it. You just voted. No, no. It prints. It prints a a piece of paper, a card that you then take to another machine at the other side of the room, and then you feed into a computer. That's your vote. It's a two. It's a two-vote process. Even when I, when I was a kid, the old process was you walked into a, uh, uh, a booth, you pulled a, a lever, it closed a curtain, you threw little le- levers down to select who you wanted to vote for, then you pulled a handle, that registered your vote, and you left. Nowadays, thanks to computers, it's a process. It's a whole big process. You go from one end of the room to the other. You submit the ballot into a machine. Then it takes it. And by the way, you don't know, but you do not know when you feed that card into the other computer whether it's actually entering what you voted for. You don't know. Mm, you, no. it, you feed it. You feed the card into the machine. It eats it. And then they give you a little sticker saying, I voted and you walk out. You could have voted for anything. Or they could have made it so you voted for anything. Well, think about this. You know, they're trying to take Trump off the ballot, which he could still run because it's a write-in vote. Well, you know, uh, they may not like the way you write in that vote. Well, let me clear something up. You know, I'm sure that we don't have the most sophisticated machines in Luzerne County. I'm pretty damn sure of that. But when it comes to that, what you're doing If there's a blank space down there where you can write in the candidate, which you can, you don't take out a pen and write it in, you type it in. So just the only thing that you need to do is make sure the spelling's right. And I would think that if you put down Trump, they would know. Now they would probably kick it out. If you wrote down Donald Trump, they might kick it out. If you wrote out the Trump, well, Trumpster, they would kick out. Donald J. Trump is probably what they're going to want. But the point is, it's typed in. So they can't go, it, was, uh, it wasn't legible. Yeah. That is a bunch of horse puck. And they know automatically who it is when it scans in and it reads. So that's a bunch of hooey. But they're going to use that, you know, uh, to sit there and say, nah, you know what? Nobody voted for them. You know, we talked about, before the show started, we talked about two key things, uh, Ohio and the abortion law, law. And essentially what they voted for in Ohio is that abortions are good up until the birth of the, of the child. I mean, you can literally kill the child the day before it was due to be born as long as it's in utero. You know, that's mm-hmm. no no big deal. That's It's only a little baby. Is that baby. not murder? Is that not murder? Oh, well, to you and I it is, but in Ohio, they're not even going to give well, you a they're not even going to give you a citation, okay? So, okay, that's fine. Uh, you know what? That's on you because the way I look at it then is if you don't believe that there is a creator and a higher power in being, that there is no judgment day, go ahead, have a free for all. As a matter of fact, go ahead and speed on the highway, break all the damn laws there are because that means it, it, you're saying life is insignificant. Then all rules, you know, the bets are off. 
But that's you. That's on you. All right. You've been to, you you've been to Ohio. I've been to Ohio. Oh, ho, ho. I've yeah, been to I Ohio. Like oh, but, ho, ho. No, but, yeah. but, but seriously, rural Ohio is like rural Pennsylvania. It's, it's Very a, conservative. It's conservative as can be. Yeah. Uh, now, the, my question is this. Do you think if they, if we believe, and I do believe that they manipulated the elections in 2020, and they probably did the same thing in 2022, because there's been no penalty. No one has been held accountable. No one has been caught with their finger in the cookie jar. We've accused people, and the people who have been punished are the people who believe there's been corruption. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you if you say, uh, I think there was corruption and, and uh, the election was stolen in 2020, they label you an election denier, like you're some kind of a fool. Uh, but I think it's kind of obvious to anybody who looks at what happened that something did happen. So if these people haven't been punished and they're using the same damn machines in 2024 as they used in 2022 and 2020, and they are, by the way, because I used the same machine in in the place that I voted in uh, two years ago and four years ago. It's the same system, the same goofy system in in use today. So, And that's in western Pennsylvania in a Republican district. So if they're still using the same machines, how can you expect a different outcome? Well, you can't. It's going to be that way. Um, I mean, if they want the abortion law to be passed, the if the powers that be want the law passed, and they can manipulate the vote in the machine, and by the way, as long as it's in a computer, friends, you don't know, you know this. You're listening to this show on a computer right now. You're listening right now probably on a computer or on your iPad or your iPhone, which is a computer. The darns, they can be manipulated and controlled. So if they can do that at, at, at will, why do you think that they can't do it to a voting machine, which is a computer connected to the Internet? So, I mean, yeah. listen, I, I, we saw this guy Brashear. This right. guy Brashear in Kentucky. He was losing in the polls up until election day. I mean, everybody was saying this guy Campbell was going to, the, the uh, challenger, the Republican challenger, who is a minority, smart guy from, from Kentucky, they said, no, he's, he's going to bring it to Bashir. And all of a sudden, to the surprise of all the pundits out there, because they're all a bunch of stupid idiots, or are they? All of a sudden, this guy wins. This guy in Kentucky uh, Brashear, who isn't liked by a lot of people, he pulls it out to the surprise of everybody, and no one questions it. See, this is the world that we're living in right now. We're living right. in a world that is filled with lies. you know. And if they throw enough at you from all these different directions, it's impossible to discern what is truth and what is a lie. It's just the way it is. Well, they blur the lines all the time. They're doing that with Trump and his testimony. He was asked a question, and uh, you know, he goes, "Well, I," he goes, "I had." It was about his his uh, real estate uh, evaluation. Yeah, and he goes, "I didn't do that." As a matter of fact, I was busy, you know, being the president. And they're going, "Well, you weren't the president in." 2021. Well, I beg to differ. He was part of that year. Yep. You know, up until you know you know, the swearing in of Joe Biden, right. he was president. And shortly thereafter, he was doing a lot of 
presidential things sure. that that go along with it. So even once you step out of the office, you don't become an average citizen again. You're absolutely correct. You know, you have things to do, but they like to blur that line immensely, and that's what they're doing. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. it was Kamala, and and, and I do want to thank her for uh, clearing something up because she got on the national stage, and she says that she wants people to consider Joe Biden by his record for pres- as as a president and not his age. And you know what? I I I really I appreciate her pointing that out because. Um, you know, uh, his, it points out that age is a problem. If we go by his record, then that means that age is a problem now and going by his record. Well, it sucks. So thanks for highlighting that. Uh, he's a criminal. Uh, he's got a bad background. He's a racist. He's a compulsive liar. So, and, and he has an idiot as a vice president. So uh, again, Kamala, thank you for making that blatantly obvious, you know, you know, I mean, you know, Bill, I, I, I don't know about you, but uh, the left just doesn't care whether you think they're lying or whether you see that they've been caught in a lie. They don't care. They don't care. The, um, for example, you know, you talked about uh, Bidenomics, about Biden's record. Uh, Jamal Bowman, he's the guy who pulled mm-hmm. the fire alarm during a session. and oh, yeah. And if... If a January sixther had done that, they would they'd go to jail not for not just for ten or twenty years like they're going now, but they'd probably get a life sentence for pulling the fire alarm. He got a thousand dollar fine, a slap on the wrist, and sent back to his room without any milk and cookies. Uh, but and MSNBC, which is nothing more than a uh, a water boy, it carries the water for the Democratic left. And they are the Democratic left. This is not the Democratic Party that I was once a member of or a Democratic Party that my my dad was a member of. This is a totally different Democratic Party. These are socialists. These are these are communists. And if you are still a Democrat and you say, oh, you're, you're an idiot, what do you know? No, you're, show me your friends, I'll tell you what you are. If you still think that being a Democrat is, is the right thing, that they're good for the country, you're not paying attention and you don't know your party. But anyway, Jamal Bowman, he defended Biden, and he did it by saying that the problem with Bi- Bidenomics, he was on the Republicans. So to your point about the economy, that's a big point, because no matter how much we're seeing the job growth and all of that, People are still struggling with affordability, and that's an issue we need to hold the Republican Party accountable for. You see that? See, affordability, the problem is on the Republicans. That's it. This this despicable person who gets himself into, into the Congress, the halls of Congress, and now they call him the Honorable Jamal Bowman. Horse crap, Okay. Honorable, don't throw those terms around just because I got the position anymore. How about earning the position? Not just because you won an election. You know, be someone who is honorable. This guy's a blatant, troublemaking liar. This Jamal Bowman. You know, I got to play another cut. You got a second? This is sure. uh, Go ahead. This is Jamal Bowman. Another relatively short cut. Being. Asked about pulling the fire alarm. This is from a couple of days ago. 
by a reporter. I want you to hear how he answers the reporter. Listen to how he evades the uh, questions. Why did you uh, plead guilty to knowingly pulling that fire alarm when you said that you didn't know it? Initially, you told all of us you didn't know there's a fire alarm. We're still talking about this, man. That's behind me. That's been adjudicated. We're done. Pay the fine, move forward, and three months will be dismissed. But you weren't, you, didn't, you weren't straight about what happened initially. I was very straight. I was straight from the very beginning. You so. said you didn't know, though. I was straight from the beginning. Someone yes. did invoke that today on the House floor, though. What's that? About that incident, the fact that you had Come on, been, you've actually pleaded guilty, and he is still just being charged. Yeah, whatever, man. That's all good. Any other questions about anything else? But, but can you just explain why you Come said on, that man. initially? We already talked about this. Anything else? All right. Please don't answer. You know, to anybody who voted for this guy, it's on you. It's on you for putting that clown in Congress. Oh, he is a clown, but you know, here's what happened, and I, you know, I, I get he can't, he can't go back and say, yeah, he can't, he can't really talk about it. He's been adjudicated, and he's going to be acquitted. That he he got a deal. He got three months, and it's a sponge from his record, like it never happened. So you don't bring it up. You know, the news brings it up. You know, and come on, man, that's taken care of. Come on, man, what are you talking about? They need to keep doing it because at some point in time, he's going to get mad and crack. And then when he brings it up, well, now you just put it on the table again that maybe you lied, you know, and now we got to go back because you can flip something like that. Probably not for a Democrat, but, you know, boy, if you're conservative. I gotta ask you a question. Like okay. I, I I know you pretty well, I, and you're a pretty normal American guy. Oh, you got I, me I, wrong no, here. Okay. no, you are. You your your values are pretty down the middle. You you're you're normal. I think I am too, and I think I have a handle on how people feel out here in the hinterlands, as they would say in the Germany. Hinterlands, ah, yeah, 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 wohl mein Herr. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I I don't see. Uh, a big push for uh, abortion until the moment the child takes its takes its first first breath, you know, which is essentially what they're saying in Ohio. I don't see that as being a a big thing. By the way, I should point out. Did I mention this? I, I know I mentioned to you off off air that they included in the same amendment the same vote, right? The same exact vote. It, uh, they wanted you to be able to make abortion legal in Ohio until birth, and also uh, to approve the use of marijuana, you know, the sale of marijuana. Now, if you have colleges, young kids, they they want the marijuana. You know, hey, man, I want to be able to smoke my marijuana, you know, on, on campus. So they're, gonna, they're voting maybe for the marijuana part of the same amendment, and it's being piggybacked with this abortion law. You know, they should, they should, and you said this before we started the show, these things should be required be by separated. law to be separated right down the middle. You can't put two things uh, on the same amendment. You know, uh, I, I, I want to have highways going through my town uh, because we need the, the business uh, and we also, uh, that also will include the abortion amendment. They, they right. piggyback stuff, you know? You know, I'm the kind of guy that sits here because, look, you know, I was young and, and careless about things. I, I'll, I'll admit that. But I look at people that maybe do the marijuana and or do other things, and I'm going, yeah, the problem is, you know, well, the problem is it's a sociological thing to where it, they're doing something to escape from something in society. 
And it's not to sit there and prosecute them and do anything. Let's find out what the problem is. Doesn't mean that they need to be under a microscope, but why? That's a good point, what you just said. You know, Bill, uh, I don't think, well, I take that back. I was going to say, I don't think there's ever been a time when kids have been under such stress. But, I mean, in World War II, they were a lot. I mean, they were under the stress of going to war. In Vietnam, they were under the stress of going to war. You know, facing life, you know, you're growing up, you lived a sheltered life and all of a sudden you're out of school and well, I hope that uh, you learn something because now you got to bring it down to bear and you've got to find yourself a place to live. You got to earn money. You got to do this. You got to do that. And it piles on you, man. I need something just to, to unfog my mind or fog my mind. So I can't, I don't have to deal with all these. And so what is our, what is our world? What does our media do? It, it it does the bidding for the globalists who want this confusion, and they do want this confusion in the world. Uh, uh, we mentioned yeah. we mentioned yesterday in our description for the show that it's one constant distraction after another. Every single day is another breaking news headline that scares the bejeebas out. I mean, just a few days ago, we were talking about the possibility of World War Three. I mean, you would think that that, well, that discussion, but yeah, but you would think that discussion would be top of the banner headlines every single day. We're Should on be, the, ought to be, but it's not. No. You know, it isn't. look, you know, I, I think, you know, uh, you, you can't see it on the podcast, but Jim can. Mm-hmm. I have a stack of uh, index cards here. Right. You know, and basically, I think what they have, it's kind of like the old radio stations before we had computers. You had a, a deck of records or a deck of cards, and they were divided into categories. And I think that's what they do with the news topics going, oh, Biden's in trouble. Okay, we got to go to the A list. And, you know, let's take out story number one, and we'll put that in the cycle for a day or two in hot rotation of things to talk about. Yeah. Okay, now we're going to put it back to the back of the list. And, We'll bring that back up when we need it, and um, let's yeah. go on to like, oh, 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 something just flared up again. Let's take out the B rotation, and uh, let's talk about it for a while, you know? And You're right. That's, all. that's exactly right. This is how the news works. They keep you so confused and so, so pressurized. We're being invaded every day. Every day right now we're being invaded on a southern border. Nothing has changed. As a matter of fact, if anything has changed, it's gotten worse. The border it's the hit is, list of news. It's the hit list of news. And it is a hit list to distract you. And the news is, well, they're partly complacent and partly, uh, you know, I look at what's going on and I look at, uh, what's her name, Rachel Maddow? Or, uh, Rachel Maddow, uh, I, yeah. Yeah. I look at her and, you know, she's a good presenter. You know, I've always said she's a good presenter. I don't believe in what she believes in. But I think she's gotten to the point where she's a liberal, so deep in the liberalism that she may not believe everything that she's spewing out, but she's good at it. And that's number one. And number two, she's so embedded in the party and winning that she will put up with a lot of its nonsense just because of this value instead of saying, no, this isn't the best for everybody. She's not. I agree 100%. She absolutely justifies her lies because it's good for the cause. Yeah. I mean, 
her life, her person, and everything like that, that's fine. You know, I think she 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 has the ability to be an exceptional journalist, but mm-hmm. she lets her party ticks get in front of her being objectionable and uh, and really objective. Yeah, you're absolutely. She's not objective. Nope, nope. She is. She will bend to the will of uh, the woke left. And she'll justify it. But she's a it part be- of it. She's a yes. part of that wokeness because she yes. she's chosen wokeness over what's but good. You, you know, Bill, in order for this news to be what it is, there has to be coordination. You know. Well, that's it, true. And and so you have to wonder uh, how do they get MSNBC, CNN, the New York Times. Uh, all of these different uh, Washington Post, all these different news operations to sing the same song at the same time. They spoon feed them like a baby with, you know, a jar of Gerber food. But in that in that jar, they mix in a little bit of, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, uh, they, they mix in a little LSD or opium, you know, a, a, a story like that, that gets them hooked on being into this. They hook them in. They spoon feed it to them. They slightly slip it in yeah. to everything that they give them. And now they're dependent on it. And at some point in time, you can't you can't discern fiction from reality. Well, they are um, they're coordinating everything. It is now the way the system works. You can't believe uh, the news, because you, you can't simply say, well, look, it has to be true. I heard it on MSNBC, I heard it on CNN, and I heard it on the New York Times. That doesn't hold well, any water anymore because they're getting their same marching orders from the same place. Yeah, well, you know, you know I, there was a time, Bill, when you and I were young, were young people that uh, uh, there was competition between the different operations. CNN... They had their own investigative reporters, and they went out and covered the story. I mean, they, one of the guys who was a an investigative journalist was uh, Chris Plant, uh, who mm-hmm. does a talk show in Washington now. He's also seen on Newsmax. I think he said he worked for 17 years at CNN when it was actually a news operation, and it was a news operation at one time. They prided themselves in their investigations and in their objectivity. That went out the window about seven years ago. I mean, I think yeah. during the Obama administration, it started carrying those cans of water for Obama. But yeah. but there was competition between these organizations. Who got the story first? Who said it first? Who got it the most accurate? That was how they worked. Action news first with the latest headlines. Yes, yeah. they, they would do th- Well, obviously, you know, uh, I make money, or I used to make money doing... Uh, Hey, could you read this script? We yeah. didn't have email. Somebody would run it over back then. And, yeah. You know, yeah, our copy girl's running over the thing. Could you read it real quick? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. I'd be at the radio station. Might be one line, but, you know, but that's that's what they prided themselves in. They don't do that anymore. It's gobbledygook, but they, they still get somebody to read the, this is your announcer telling you there's more gobbledygook at 6 <laughs> o'clock, you know. But my thing is in socialism and communism, which is where we're headed, all right? And and a lot of these people are lockstep with it. You who know, Bill, benefits? Who benefits if we become a socialistic, 
communistic society. Who, who is the big benefactor? I think the woke uh, left. I think the globalists benefit. Uh, oh, the globalists, uh, yeah. the money. Yeah. The money people. Yeah. Um, the people that have the it, it, But strings. it's interesting. Uh, you've probably seen montages like this on television or at least on social media, on the conservative sites. You'll never see it on the mainstream media sites, but uh, where they will take different TV stations, local stations from around the mm-hmm. country, the same... Uh, the same script on different stations mm-hmm. around the country, read the same way with the same emphasis on the on the on certain words, and you got to ask yourself, wait a second, wait, this guy's in Des Moines, this guy's in Tallahassee, this guy's in Houston, this guy is in in uh, Burlington, Vermont. They're all reading the same script like it's a local story. What the heck is going on? You know, I think yeah, a lot of it has that's... to. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that group ownership now. Uh, many times, you know, you'll see ten stations. They're owned by one company with one head of news. You know, who sends from on high. You will all read this in tonight's six o'clock news. Yeah. Well, you're also talking about interpretation of skills, like you've done copy and stuff like that, and somebody had its words on a piece of paper, but. You know, it's it's like going, I used to use the line, you know, somebody goes, what do you mean by that? It's going, well, take the line, wouldn't you rather have a Buick? Wouldn't you rather have a Buick? Wouldn't you rather have a Buick? You know, so many different ways yeah, you can say it, it and make yeah. it mean something. So if they sit there and it's almost like they all got the same little markups on the copy, this is how you will read these words because... That's that's what I'm hearing. The exact same script, the exact same emphasis, and you don't get that. Unless it, everybody reads something and can interpret it different. What are they really saying? And somebody's doing the homework for them because they're sure as hell not doing it. Well, it's interesting that um, these people have the same script. They're dancing to the same, the mm. same tunes. The same things are happening. And uh, nobody says anything about it, you know? No. Nobody says, oh, you're all the same stories, and you're all saying the same thing. Uh, That can't be. How come? It's because the the people, the big people who are controlling our country. I'll give you an example. This week, this week, uh, there's a resolution being presented to uh, to the FCC, I believe, where they're going to give almost total control of the internet and broadcasting to the federal government. That's stupid. Nobody, nobody anywhere is talking about it. Think about it for a second. They're going to give complete control of just about every aspect of the media to the government under the Biden administration. Now, you and I. When does that take effect? Well, they're t- they're voting on it. I I believe they're voting on it today, Bill. It's this week. Well, uh, I'll so have if they to take ch- over this week. We could be gone next week. This could be our last week or our last month. Well, that's it. Gonna- if if they have control of the media, they have control of the internet, at least in this country. Hmm, that's not good. Nope. Uh, that's something we got to pay for. But you know, while we sleep, that's when the thieves come out. You know. That's right. They always tell you when you're in your soundest, most somber sleep, 
thieves come out. They set their alarms. They get up at one or two in the morning, or they mm-hmm. they slept all day and they get up at night. And the uh, it used to be the number one time in the world was between three thirty and four thirty a.m. or just before five. That's when things would happen, because you were in your deepest, most somber sleep, and nobody's out there. You know, the, the cops are at the local convenience store having a cup of coffee, and these guys are out lurking in the shadows, stealing your goods. Well, that's what the government's doing. They're lurking in the shadows, yep. taking away your freedoms and your rights. I saw something interesting. I'll just mention it. Somebody sent yeah. it to me. You've heard of Sullivan Tire, I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're actually a New England company. Uh, it was a family-owned company. They sold it last week. Uh-huh. No, no, I think it's interesting, but I hope these people understand what they have. They, it's a good thing. Uh, they were sold to the nearly 1,500 employees. So they sold the the Sullivan the Tire, which is a big uh, yeah. retailer of tires. Yeah. So there's one over here. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they the employees now own it. And I do like. You know, employee-owned companies. Sure. There's a store that I, it's way across. The There's a window the company in Pittsburgh that's employee-owned, and they brag mm-hmm. about it. But uh, you probably heard about Pella Windows. They yeah. they are employee-owned. They brag about it. They're doing very well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a good thing, and, and I encourage it. But don't get lost in the minutia. So I wish them Good luck with that. Mm. I know there's a store that uh, I go to, but I know that they're they're doing well. But they're facing all the stuff like it's called Redner's. It's it's employee owned. There there have been there are big employee owned stores, and there are some that have fallen victim to uh, what's going on uh, in yeah. the world today. So just be careful. Interesting thing, thing happened in Congress yesterday. Rashida Tlaib got censured. Now we're supposed to go. <gasps> Wow. Oh, she was censured. Yeah. She got a slap on the wrist. What what does it Whoa. mean? Does it does it carry any weight? Does she have to pay like a penalty? Is no, there a fi- it, is there a fine involved? Does she have to stay out of the uh, halls of Congress for 3 months or what does it mean to be censured, Bill? We severely disapprove of your action. No. That's it. You've been publicly shamed. You go home and you think about that what you did. See ya. That's hey, it? we'll see you tomorrow. You know, let's do lunch, okay? Yeah. That's what it means. She doesn't even lose, like, her pass to the uh, uh, congressional commissary. No, she loses nothing. I mean, now, wh- I guess it was Marjorie Taylor Greene, what she did to uh, Buttigieg and Congress did to him. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> that, w- that was interesting. <laughs> That's far worse, <laughs> yeah. but I'm sure he's. they're going to dance around Yeah, that, she but- actually, in case you don't know what... Uh, what Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, did, uh, she proposed that uh, Pete Buttigieg, his salary, be re- reduced to one dollar, <laughs> one dollar. Is uh, this because that's the amount of work he's putting into the job? He's done nothing for our roads. He's done nothing for the betterment of transportation. Well, it passed. It did pass. I didn't know that. I I did. I wasn't aware no, that. I, I missed that. Last night it passed. Yeah, look it up. But see, does that mean that it goes from the House to the Senate? Oh yeah, and in the Senate they're going to say, of course, Schumer's going to go. Oh, see these stupid Republicans. Although the Democrats will do that too. I got to play for you. I, I got to play for you, Cory Bush's reaction. Cory Bush is a part of the squad that uh, yeah, Rashida yeah. Tlaib's on, and uh, this is her in Congress uh, when word came down that. 
they're censuring Rashida Tlaib. Listen. Of a, a lack of care and the lack of understanding and a lack of seeing the humanity of folks who look like Rashida Tlaib. It's outrageous that my colleagues are blatantly, blatantly attempting to silence the only Palestinian American representative right here. Um, it's outrageous, but it's not surprising. And let me tell you, it's not surprising because this place is where 1,700 members of Congress, this elected body, enslaved black people. It's not surprising because they thought it was right. It's not surprising because this is a place where members continue to claim that the insurrection on the Capitol just appeared to look like a normal tourist visit. It's not surprising because this is the place where our black and brown staff members repeatedly speak of experiencing racism and sexism, Islamophobia, get pushed off of elevators, xenophobia and more right here in this workplace. This is the place. And let me say this. She mourns for the 1400 Israelis. The gentlelady's time has expired. She mourns for the 10,000 and she will not stop. No more. The gentlelady is no longer speaker. recognized. The gentleman from Maryland. Gentleman from Maryland is recognized. Okay. What I said. We'll, we'll reserve. The gentleman from Maryland reserves. The gentleman from Georgia is recognized. <laughs> Now I got to tell you, I, I felt like saying, "Do I hear Amen?" at the end, which you, but well, no, you know, but here she is. You, you know, you, 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 you come from the party. I can't squeak when I breathe in, but you know, she, you come from the party that that that, that approved racism. Do you know that? Yeah, you, you did. But wait a second. Yeah, oh, and, wait, and, and, wait. And, I have a flag and, on the play. Wait, I have a flag. Can I throw the flag now? Sure, throw. I'm throwing it. a flag on on that on that uh, line of thought. She is a quote. Democrat, am I correct? Yes, yes. she is. And uh, she's saying that we, meaning the right, are the people who had all those slaves, right? Wrong, wrong. The yeah. party that the party that pushed uh, slavery, the party that promoted slavery in this country, was the Democrat Party. And there were more people of color that owned slaves. And when I say color, uh, I'm not talking about pale skin. Uh, well, the, big, the biggest slavers in Africa, with all due respect, were minorities. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I don't think color played a role in who they owned no. as slaves. But the simple fact is, you know what? That is something that crosses all nationalities and racial lines. So, young lady, if you're going to sit there and... <laughs> you're being your very right. polite by calling her a young lady. She's anything but a lady. She is rude, she's crude, and she doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. But this goes back to the Jamal Bowmans. You know, Jamal Bowman was a principal in a high school for 13 years. You think he ever pulled... He probably had fire drills in the school, don't you think? Oh, I'm sure he did. You know what? And I remember fire drills when I was a kid. And I remember what happened if some kid didn't, you know, like if you had a test. Hey, you know what? I didn't study for that test. Did you? No, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of yeah. worried about it. Yeah. Don't worry. There's we'll going to be a it. fire yeah. alarm, you know, and they, they wouldn't show up at class. All of a sudden you hear that. Eh, eh, <laughs> and, well, yeah. so much for that test, you know, <laughs> and because that took up a good twenty minutes, and then you're back in the class. Well, Can't do that now, though. I would imagine there are cameras everywhere in, in high schools, and, and well, things. so they can find out who it is. You could get away with, you know, and uh, 
in the seventies, you know. So, but you know, the thing is, she is uh, uh, Jamal Bowman being a principal. He was the guy probably who was responsible to pull the fire alarm to, to have the fire drill. You know, he would call the fire company and say, "All right, this is a test. Ignore this fire alarm coming from the school uh, at ten ten. We're going to pull the alarm." And it's going to be meaningless. Just ignore it. That's how they used to do it in the old days. Yeah. Uh, and he, he would be the guy who would pull the alarm. Uh, and, and so for him to turn around in the halls of Congress and say, oh, I thought it was the door handle. Yeah, they always put the door handle on the wall 13 or 14 feet away from the door. And it always says fire on it. You know, it's, it's okay. When you want to open the door, just fire that door. You know, unbelievable. You know, I wonder how many kids under his watch got suspended or severely reprimanded, do they have uh, just cause to go back and say, wait a minute, you lying so-and-so? <laughs> Sacagawea, yes. You, Sacagawea. Yes. And go back and uh, get reparations for his yes. heinous misrepresentation. That's right. And, uh, you I know, spent the, a the, whole week suspended because I pulled a fire alarm and you got, what, three months and they're going to they're gonna erase the thing from your record in three months? Come on. And the, and the years of mental anguish, sir, that you put him through, oh. he might have he might have been the Speaker of the House. He might have run for government, but no, he pulled a fire alarm and was held responsible for his actions by you, sir, that sat there and said, oh, I didn't do that. No. <laughs> well, there's film. No, that film lied. i got to play something else for you. All right? We're talking about Congress and the halls of Congress mm. uh, and Every day, it's something different. You you would think they would stay focused on things, but they don't. They right. do not. Uh, yesterday, uh, one of the big stories to come out of Congress was uh, the grilling of the Bureau of Prisons by Troy Nels of Texas. Uh, apparently, the Bureau of Prisons policy is that they will pay for uh, prisoners' gender-affirming surgeries. Yeah, that means I will pay for it. That's right. If you want to go from a he to a she or vice versa, and you're in jail, it doesn't seem to be a problem. But uh, this was like one of the big stories to come out of uh, Congress yesterday. We've got a no budget yet. You know, two weeks from now we run out of money again. You realize that? Two weeks from now, uh, yeah. the funds run dry. But I don't hear anybody running around saying. Uh, hey guys, we only got uh, 14 days. We we should get something past ASAP because we're going to be broke, and we're going to either have oh. to extend it again another three months, or or, or we're going to have no money for anything. So, uh, but no one's talking about it. Instead, they're talking Not even about a war. If we happen to go to war, oh, but I mean war. I mean that was that bill. That was so very Monday of you. So yes. very Monday of you to talk about uh, war. That was two days ago. We're on to other topics. But well, any- it's Wednesday. Yes. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. Anyway, here, here's uh, the discussion, that the back and forth between the Bureau of Prisons uh, Chief uh, Director uh, Colette Peters and Representative Troy uh, Nails of, uh, of Texas. Listen. The chair now recognizes the gentleman from Texas, Mr. Nels. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, Director Peters, thank you for being here. Uh, As you know, in 2018, President Donald J. Trump rightfully rolled back Obama-era policies related to its transgender offender manual. President Trump's policy simply removed a sentence that instructed BOP officials to consider transgender inmates 
gender identity when making decisions regarding prison housing. President Trump mandated BOP officials use biological sex, now biological sex, as the initial determination for placement decisions. I believe this was common sense. I think America would agree. Uh, ladies uh, should be held with ladies, and I think men should be housed with men. But in a string of policy reversals over the past three years, President Biden reissued Obama's guidelines. Given even further to require prison staff to use a transgender person's preferred names and pronouns. Uh, you agree with this? Uh, Congressman, we are required to provide medical and mental health care for all individuals, including those so who that answer, identify then as that's transgender. So that answer then is a yes? Pretty yes. much a yes? Okay. In your testimony, you stated recognizing that incarcerated women, including those in the LGBTQ community, require different resources and support than men. We recognize that we must create environments now, create environments for these bad hombres that respond to the realities of women's lives and address the issues specific to their lived experiences, end quote. So can you provide the definition of a woman? What is a woman, since you believe there's a difference? Uh, Congressman, so I think in the supermajority of our housing placements at the Federal Bureau of Prisons, we place individuals based on their biological sex. Um, all but 11 individuals at the Federal Bureau of Prisons are um, placed in housing assignments based on their biological sex okay. in their... When does that start then, Director? So, okay, so I just got convicted of robbing convenience stores. And all of a sudden I go to court and they convict me and I'm going to prison... And now instead of saying my name is Troy Nails, I'm now gonna say my name is Susie Nails. And I am a woman, right? I just make that claim. At what point in time during this spectrum will that allow me then to release the bull into the pen of heifers? So, Congressman, in this scenario, I suspect you're talking about producing a false claim. And well, whatever. I mean, how can you deny it? Man. I believe I'm a woman now. But what, what would happen then is it would trigger a very complex, serious evaluation from degreed medical, medical doctors and psychologists who would do, conduct an evaluation um, based on your gender identity. Have we released, to your knowledge, have we released anybody that has not gone through the transition into the pen of heifers. Have we released them? Sorry, sir. Yes. Not if I say I'm a man, I'm a woman now, and I haven't had any surgeries up to this point. Maybe I'll get them while I'm in prison because I'm assuming we're paying for those, right? We have paid for two gender affirming Hey, two. So once you start, you're going to continue. You ain't changing that, right? There are five. I mean, look at this guy. This is an interesting guy, folks. Look at this guy. His name is Peter Langan. He got long hair. Look at this guy. He looks like a bad, bad guy. He is a bad guy. He's a, he's a Nazi, ex-Nazi terrorist. He's a bad, bad hombre. And this guy wants to be referred to as Donna. Do your, do your employees, do you require them to say, call this guy now named, he must be called Donna? Uh, Congressman, no. And in fact, in order to produce a name change. Well, he's suing. He's suing you all because he wants to, uh, 
He wants to, he's claiming that his Eighth Amendment rights were violated for not being provided gender-conforming surgery. For the people at home, this man is an ex-Nazi bank robber. In June, his lawsuit was settled, and I'd like to know whether this means that inmates now have the Eighth Amendment right to sex changes. Are we paying for guys like this who are just sick? We send them to prison, we're restricting their freedom, and now this guy says he wants to be Donna. I suppose I understand why he'd want to be Donna, because you want to release this guy into the pen of heifers. You're releasing the stud into the pen of heifers is what you're doing. Isn't that what a guy would want to do? If I'm going to prison for 10 years and you're restricting my freedom, I guess I would want to go to the prison where the ladies are. Wouldn't you suggest that? Wouldn't that be a good idea? And if you're allowing that to take place, through this process by talking to these shrinks and these guys. I'm gonna convince you I'm a woman and I'm gonna enjoy five years in prison. Matter of fact, half of them would probably say, don't even release me on patrol, I'm having too much fun here. I'm having too much fun. It is disgusting, quite honestly, what we've done to this, to our country. Uh, Biden, uh, three daughters, you're, you're, I have some real issues, they're very troubling. You can do better than that, I yield. That's Representative Troy Nelson. I like what he says. You know, I'm in jail for five years. I mean, even at the end of five years, I may not want to be uh, released. I, I, I may want to stay. Yeah, yeah, I'm having too much fun here. Yeah, you know? exactly. Oh, Donna. You know, uh, but this is the woke left. When she said with a straight face, when when he asked, when he said, well, what happens if I say my name is Susie Nels? Uh, you know, and is isn't that good enough? Well, it triggers a series of complex and professional evaluations from, and I'm thinking every one of those guys submits a bill. Every one of those quote professionals evaluating this guy submits a bill to the state. That means you and I. So we're paying to have this clown who, you know, is just trying to con the system. We're, we're, we're paying for this evaluation. And in the, in the end, if the guy says it convincingly enough, if Bill Knight comes in and says, my, my, I've changed my gender from Bill Knight to uh, Wilhelmina, Wilhelmina <laughs> Knight, you know? I mean, and if you say it long enough and hard enough, you know, how am I to say that uh, it, it isn't you? You know, for well, Jim, real. number one, uh, long and hard doesn't go with a sex change operation. <laughs> Not that kind, anyway. <laughs> I was reaching. One. I was reaching for terms. <laughs> yeah, you, yes. boy, yeah, you really reached on that one. You <laughs> leave it to two. you. Leave it to you to not to let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Ain't yes. gonna happen. Just ain't gonna happen to uh, Echo Bush. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> okay, maybe it was the wrong example, but you know what I'm trying to say. I mean, if a guy yeah, says yeah. that he believes, hey, listen, I believe uh, I'm no longer a guy. I'm a I'm a woman. I'm a woman trapped inside this very manly body of mine. Uh, but well, I do believe it. So what are you gonna do? You gonna say no? He got in touch with his inner woman. Yeah, and when when did that happen? Well, as soon as you found me uh, guilty. Yeah, it happened almost instantaneously. It was a almost like a miracle. I was sitting there in the courtroom, and as soon as you said ten years in federal penitentiary, it hit me. All of a sudden, I felt very female. 
Hey, 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 folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and to, th- to think that we consider this stuff seriously, to think that we're, my father and mother would be appalled at the world we have, we, we've put together in the past 10 years, the world that we've allowed to fester in this country. We have a, a country that was proud, dignified, organized, strong, vibrant, even before, even before Trump, it was at least, even if, if you didn't like Obama, you still felt, well, we, we got our stuff together for the most part, even if it, the leadership isn't all that, yeah, that great. You know, yeah, you know? there, it's like a pendulum. It would swing a little bit yeah. left, a little bit right, but it still kind of went back to the center. No, they figured out this tug-of-war game quite well, and they've now got it. Bill, if know, it was a train, we would have derailed. We're, we're derailed. We're, oh, yeah. We've we're, been we're, off the track for a while. We are really messed up. You know, we talk about how the news every day is is different. That's to distract us. That's to keep us confused. Oh, by the way, it's also to keep us all uh, a bit stressed, all of us. I mean, every day there's a, a crucial story out there that's going to affect our lives, but we have to get used to it and move on. Uh, you know, taxes, we're running out of gas, cost of living, everything is just going down. Pandemics, we got hit. We, how soon we forget the pandemic was just a year or so ago, year and a half ago. And, right. you know, we were all living on the razor's edge of, uh, of death's door, wondering whether the pandemic was going to knock on our door and take our house, you know, like knock, the old knock, plagues. Yeah. And, and uh, all of a sudden now that's behind us. But all that stress, you know, I talked to my my daughter about my wonderful grandchildren and mm. and and how, and you never think about this, how that damn pandemic had such a debilitating effect on the on the young people in high school, you know, even in elementary school. All of a sudden these these good little people were forced into their their houses to uh, to go to school on the computer and to miss out on dances, on proms, on graduation ceremonies, on uh, on baseball games and basketball games, all these things that were canceled. And you know, I the longer that we go on and evaluate what what really happened, I hear more and more people saying, "Well, you know, that really shouldn't have happened. We really shouldn't have closed down." the schools. We shouldn't have closed down these things. We could have, we could have gotten through it by the kids still going to school. Uh, it, it was a mistake. It was intentional folks. It was intentional. Guys like Fauci were shoving it down our throats. They were jamming it down our throats and, and they were forcing it on our society. And a lot of little people, a lot of young people were scarred for life, for life. They will never have proms. They will have never have their graduations. They're mm. gone. It, they those were one ofs that they missed, and, and uh, you know we, we we seem especially older people. We had our proms. We had our memories. They don't have those memories anymore. They don't. Some of them don't remember graduation because they got it in the mail. You know, mm. uh, it, it is. Uh, we have been manipulated by some very evil people over the last few years specifically, but I think it's gone on for decades. I think actually, when you think about it, 
It's gone on there. there if, if we knew the real sinister bastards in our society, if we knew their names, it would shock us all. If we knew who was working hand in hand with these, these globalists, the deep state, if we knew these people's names, if we promoted it to the, to the public, I think we'd, we'd all be uh, standing around with our mouths open. We wouldn't believe it, you know. Uh, and to this day, most of them get a pass. I think a lot of people in Congress and in the Senate, they still are connected in some way. Why is it that we hear all this talk about change every single day? It's somebody in Congress with their sleeves rolled up and they're, they're determined to make this happen and we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to change the system and nothing ever gets changed. Nothing. Excuse me, I just hit the the console, but nothing gets changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's it's a damn shame. And now look where we're at. We're at the at the doorstep of World War Three, literally. You know, you can't send boats with nuclear weapons over to a war zone uh, without uh, understanding that there's the distinct possibility you're going to use one of those things. This well, is, at some point in time, does a mistake have happened? Yep. We're playing a game of chicken. And um, from what I can remember with playing the game of chicken, ultimately somebody loses. And in yes. this case, when that happens, we all lose. Yep. Everybody lose. You know, Joe Biden and Kamala, they'll be bunkered down. You yeah. Know, Putin, he'll be bunkered down. You and I will be sitting there going, look at that beautiful. Yeah, exactly. What's that? <laughs> and that'll be it. Yeah, I know. You have to laugh, folks, because otherwise you'll cry. They've walked us to the very edge. And by the way, it goes back to what we were talking about with our irresponsible, duplicitous news that doesn't cover it. It should be every day, top of the news. The war continues. The walk, the walk towards war continues. Day number three, we're this much closer now. There was fighting. They moved weapons into this area. Uh, the Iranians are polishing their nuclear... Uh, Russian troops are on the march, and it's got the West worried. Big, big flow of troops now going. Towards that area? Towards the Middle East? I, I just saw the headline, but yeah, I guess that's where they're going. But either way, there's a lot of troops that are moving. Well, what, I, what I've heard is that they're on the brink of, of uh, closing the door on the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've heard that, that, that is, uh, you know, we're being told a lie about the Ukraine every day. They're telling us, yeah. oh, the uh, brave Ukrainian armed forces are One holding question. back. Yeah. If nuclear war were to, you know, let's just be honest. If nuclear war were to break out, Everything ends, even a war. And if the nuclear weapons are used, you know they're not going to just use one or two and say tit for tat. It's going to be an all-out you know, yeah, assault. Yeah, it's a chain on, reaction, on, yeah. Uh, on the planet. You know, would you rather just sit there and say, look at that flat, and that be it? Or would you rather be the guy, the Joe Biden in the bunker, that can never get out and will live his days underground in a hole? 
Well, that's where he belongs, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, but I'm just saying. No, you know no, what? no. I I think that you know when I see people in the old days when I was a kid, they used to sell bomb shelters, personal bomb shelters. Uh, they were nothing more than large tanks that put them in the ground with breathing Size apparatus. Size of your bathroom, you know, and yeah, you would have yeah. food in there. But how, for how long? How long could you survive in there? That's you. You no. had. Uh, think about it. They had a a sewage problem in a lot of them. I mean, it was yeah. it was a a terrible. Uh, it would be horrendous to be stuck in one of those things, and know that you can't go outside. I think that a lot it of people would be would a just... slow, horrible death. I yeah. mean, I guess I guess if something, I guess what I'm saying is, given the choice, I don't want to be out where I'm going to watch my body decay and rot and pieces fall off. I'd rather be at ground zero, where you know. In the not even a second's time, you're eviscerated. You know, but to think that we're even talking like this, yeah, it's to sad. think that we're even even having this theoretical discussion is uh, just mind-boggling. Because I, I long not too long ago, I, I would have said we're way beyond that. Uh, you know, mm. uh, we believe in mutual destruction deterrence you know i mean everyone knows that we can all blow each other up so that by itself is enough to keep us from doing it but well, now smoke cigarettes and they're bad for you uh, smoke them yeah, if you got them yeah well, we got well, nukes you that know was launch when, them if you got them well it was, that was when russia and the u.s had the bombs but now they're in they're in iran they're in israel they're in uh, south korea north korea They've got them in England, France, Germany. Everybody's got nuclear weapons. You don't know who's going to press the button. Now, if somebody wanted to invent something, invent something that could sit there, like I, I don't know how you would do it, but something that you would beam or, or, or shine down that would neutralize nuclear weapons. Just shut them down. I don't know that that could be well, done. Well, you, you know, I've heard... Uh, this happened in 1967. A lot of things have changed since then, but uh, it happened in the U.S. and it happened in Russia. Oh, the, uh, the, the in, in the U.S., uh, our nuclear—they went to one of the missile silos in, in Nebraska uh, was completely shut off remotely by some someone somewhere. They don't know who it was. They know it wasn't the Russians. This was like in '67. I mean, the guys were sitting at the console. Well, and all of a sudden, everything in the system shut down completely. In the Russians? In the they, Russians, they, the Russians, it was a reverse situation. They, and they, they have higher security, actually. They have double and triple flips where, you know, yeah, we had the guys in the silo with the two keys, and each guy had a gun. Right. So that if the one goes, no, I'm not going to do this, man. Yep. Yes, you are. Yes. You know. Uh, uh, in Russia, you know, we talked about how in the U.S. the the system was shut down. In Russia, the system was activated. The entire thing was it started to count down to a launch, and, and they they didn't know how that happened because they didn't turn the keys in or whatever they use in Russia. Nobody threw the switch, and and they they were desperate to get it to stop, and it didn't stop until it was almost too late. And it stopped by itself. I forget the guy's name. It just uh, while we're talking about all this, you know, sometimes at night you're sitting there, you got your, your phone on your dresser, and you go, I can't sleep. So you start looking at stuff. And there was a story about uh, aliens and whatnot. Yeah. But they talk about, I forget the Lazur or something like that, the guy. 
a oh, scientist. That I know what you're talking about. The guy who, I think he worked at, uh, was it oh, the skunk, skunk, skunk Labs? He worked out in... Uh, skunk Works. Yeah, Skunk Works. Yeah. Uh, and he, was, he, uh, he reverse engineered uh, a UFO. He even talked about, the, you know, how they had the hand, the U.S. had the hand scanners that measured the length of, of bones in your hand for identification. And they said, well, he's never been here. But then they came back later and said, well, yeah, actually, we did use that. He knew too much and all of this. But finally, you know, like I think 30 years of him saying it and pretty much everyone's going, no, this guy's telling the truth and everything about it. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because what happened to him is that the government sat there and said, you know, well, you know, this guy has been arrested for a lot of things. So, in other words, after he proved his point, after 30 years and he had left and everything, they sat there. They they ruined his reputation. They ruined his reputation. And fast forward to now what's going on in New York with Trump. They're doing that. He took the stand. Now, Letitia's going, you know, she's the first person ever to get him on the stand to testify. She's done what nobody has ever done before, and she's a black woman, too. Well, what does that have to do her race with anything? Nothing. But this is all a sham, and today they got Ivanka on the stand. They didn't prove anything with Trump. You know, uh, in my mind, what they proved is they're taking, they're taking, they're making fiction or they're making reality out of fiction, I guess. Yes, I'm they're to taking they're, they're fiction and making up. it fact yeah, to fit their to fit their storyline. They're rewriting uh, the the way this system but works. But you know, in. Bill, you got to wonder if there ever, and I don't, I don't know, but if there were uh, aliens looking at our planet, I think at some point they might want to say, "Eh, let's uh, let's pack everything up and get out of here. They're beyond hope. You know, they're going to blow themselves up. We'll come back when it's cinder and uh, start." Start fresh, uh, but anyway. Well, maybe they're prepping us for uh, some something else. Maybe maybe we're part of their food chain. We're soon. To oh my uh, gosh! Yeah, who, uh, yeah it uh, makes for an, it'll make a what was it? Soylent Green wasn't it? Soylent oh. Green? Oh uh, yeah, that was a movie well, about you that. Know, and it's Soylent food. Green. <laughs> and, and, and Soylent Green is, if I remember, at least before that you yeah the 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 food the yeah. green was, it's people. was people the food was people. is people. But I think you got your wish. They would put you in a room where they put you to sleep. And wh- wh- where do you want to go? I want to go to Hawaii. And you would go to sleep, you know, with these goggles or whatever on or seeing on the screen that you were in Hawaii. They would give you your life's fantasy. You know, we, we are, uh, we're talking on and gone over a little bit. But I got to oh, I got I I leave it seen that we're talking about movies yesterday. Speaking of strange movies. I saw a movie that I don't think I ever watched ever in its entirety. I watched it yesterday. It was directed by Steven Spielberg called AI, Artificial Intelligence. Yeah. And it, it, it probably means more now because we have it. It means more now than it did back in 2001 or two, whenever it came out. Uh, and it makes you think, hmm. This is, this is not good where this has taken us. But I'll leave it at that. As a matter of fact, your homework for today is if you have free time and got two hours to spare and you have cable, go watch that movie for yourself and we'll talk about it tomorrow. Um, with that, I think we should remind people that they can contact us at 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at jimandbill.com. Jimandbill at mail.com. And 
might I say. Yes, you might. Especially, you know, you know, if I were Trump, just going back to that, uh-huh. and I were on the witness stand, sure, I would look Mr. Smith square in the eyes. I would look, uh, what, what's the... Letitia? Uh, Letitia Jane? And what's yeah. the judge's name? Uh, the uh, Chutkin? Oh, or, or uh, Angeron. Angeron. Uh, Angeron, yeah. I yeah. would sit there and I'd look at all of them and say, you know what, guys? Hasta la vista! I'm out of here! The Voice of Freedom. CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? 